So if anyone's if anyone at all in the world is listening to this, which you should be, uh, yeah, we do a top five. We've done it the past couple years, I believe. Time is weird, yep. um, and we do. Uh, so you're listening to this in July. So we do a uh, you know the middle of the year, and then we will do another year in. So that catches you up to where we are now. So we're going to just kind of go through and talk about the best kind of comic runs of recent history kind of that have come out and you know within the last year i believe since the last time we've talked about this yeah which i believe was in either december or january was when we did our favorite overall reads from 2022 and uh yeah now 2023 is halfway over um i think so overall this has been a pretty interesting year so far for the world of comic books um, admittedly, I have uh, been restricting myself a little bit with what I've been reading uh, for multiple reasons, most of which is the fact that I can't get out to my LCS because of uh, some uh, license situation I have going on. Yeah. Um, no, I did you not lost get into your UI. license to kill. Yes. Uh, oh, you don't need that anymore in this state. Um, but actually, it's funny. Uh, somebody tried to break into the dunk well not somebody did somebody did break into the dunkin donuts near work and uh everyone's like wondering like are they gonna like break into like the pet store or not and i was like are they gonna fucking steal like dog treats because like we don't like have we don't like keep like any cash out at all so hmm. i don't really know what you would steal other than maybe like an 80 dollar bag of dog food Anyways, i'm wondering not- well i'm wondering um so mentally, how did you get from you not having a license to someone stealing a car? <laughs> Is uh, it just the car? Or was that the connection? Uh, or they're robbing a place. Robbing a place, stealing a car actually would have been more appropriate of a thing to bring up around you not having a license right now. No, so I don't know yeah. how your brain got there, but that that's that's, uh, that's I I choose not to question it at this point on because I am a weird motherfucker. Um, um yes but, yeah but anyways basically uh for more or less for uh health reasons i uh lost my uh my license temporarily but it should be coming back soon so i will be able to catch up on even more titles than i'm sure we're going to be hearing about today um do you want to start first josh or do you prefer that i do it um yeah i guess i'll start first um, i'm curious to see really how have... many times i'm curious to see how many titles maybe uh we actually both have on our list because i get the feeling we're probably not going to see a lot of similarities here are we doing like a five to are we doing like a i don't want to say worse because I, if it made my top five it's gonna <laughs> work um are we doing like uh worst to best i'm doing i i did rank these from like my absolute from like my one that i really liked all the way up to my absolute favorite of the year okay so number Um, five i shouldn't say worse but number five to one but this one is is number five but i don't know overall if it is a best by any sense and i don't even mean that to any discredit of this so if if you wrote this uh, i actually think it's great but i i i well i'll tell you in a sec um so there is a comment called you've been canceled Oh, you you bought that? I bought it. 
How uh, is that? It's I, really, I... it's really, it knows exactly what it is. So, so my little preamble doesn't really matter. I would, I would actually highly recommend it. Um, so because of the perks of my job, I, we have like a arrangement with like diamond and I, I get like comics and I just like kind of right make a list and I get them in. And, uh, I was like, because it's kind of a perk of my job. I was like, I please put that down on the list. Like I was like, I was <laughs> fine with it. I was fine with it if it was going to be like the worst thing. But when I got it, I was actually pleasantly surprised because it knows exactly what it is. Like it's, it's, it's a unique play on the thing. Like the, the cancel culture kind of idea thing is like super played out. So I was kind of like expecting to get it. Like it was like, I think in like a past episode, not any of the comic episodes, I think we talked about some like uh guy that made like this uh, very American comic book. Like it was about like a cop or something like patriotic cop kind of superhero Frank thing. Miller. Well, basically, <laughs> but um, it was something it was like super hokey or something. It was just bad. But this I feel like it's like it knows it has like a really crazy concept, kind of like that, uh, like Scotch McTiernan kind of run oh, uh, yeah. image stuff. stuff. But but like so it's like just trying to be like over the top kind of thing. Like it's so it's 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 kind of hard to rank it in that way because it's just like it's really silly, but it, it's a lot of fun. You know, there's like violence, there's like kind of a bit, you know, bits with like nudity and stuff like that. Like, it's just like an unhinged kind of like kind of it feels like 80s ish kind of comic. It's really akin to like a running man story, uh, hmm. you know, and cool. so it just kind of plays around that thing. Like, it's like it's not trying to be a smart comic. It's not even really trying to make a smart comment about cancel culture. It's just like trying to be heavy handed and just stupid fun. Like, it's trying to just be a silly old comic book. Yes, yeah, yes. As weird as it might sound. Um, yeah, I was very curious about that one because, like, at first glance, when I saw that this book coming out called "You've Been Canceled," I went, "Oh God!" <laughs> and I was like, "Is this going to be like Ethan Van Scriver, like one of those like guys that really kind of lost their mind over the past few years?" And um, but you know, but you know the couple of the youtube channels i watch uh were all like speaking very highly of and saying like this is not what you think it is at all it's actually very funny and this shows a lot of promise to uh be one of like the best surprise hits of the year and yeah it it is that so i'm glad that people were picking up on that i mean you know i would i i can imagine if it's something that sort of like people go i don't want to pick that up because of that but like and i think if you if you are now that you're probably listening to us, if you're a person that thinks cancel culture stuff is like funny and the peak of comedy, like, you know, right wingers do, you're not going to like it either. Like It's not <laughs> it's not even, it's not even that like it's just it's just silly and fun. Um, right, so, so that's your so, yeah. so that's your number five. Mm-hmm. OK, cool. Uh, my number five uh, was a uh, something I was not familiar with coming out until I saw there was a uh, signing for this book coming up at um, back in February at my LCS. Um, and that is a graphic novel. It is not a single issue, but it is, uh, I don't know if you can see it too well. It is Black Yellow Return of the King. Okay. And um, so uh any people who are listening to this or comic fans, um, I think you'd probably be relatively familiar with uh Ronnie Barnes and Jason Sean Alexander, which what an unfortunate name. Um when I heard that 
it was that duo doing a Blackula book because they worked on uh, Philadelphia and Nita Hawes Nightmare Walk. Okay. And, I, um, yeah, I and, have both of those. And I believe uh, Rodney Barnes also worked on uh, Lovecraft Country. So um, it's a solid, solid team. Um, and when I heard that they were doing a Blackula graphic novel, I was like, huh, is that going to be any relation to like the movies? And um, it is a sequel to uh, Scream Blackula Scream. Oh, wow. And it is set uh, during modern day uh, where they they do a lot. There's there's a, some very not so subtle social commentary in there about him waking up in the modern day and seeing that, you know, things are only so much worse for 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 the African-American race and for just people of color in general. And Blackula's background is definitely more built out of tragedy than anything else, because, I mean, he basically was like trying to stop like the slave trade if i remember crack correctly way back in the day and then he was portrayed by count dracula who turned him into a vampire against his will and it's like the first blackula is a black exploitation horror film but it's really fucking good yeah that's good and i've seen yeah, that person yeah and the second one's also pretty fun too i mean you got pam greer who's you know also really really good in that movie um but uh it almost serves as more of a redemption arc than anything else. Um, but it's really what makes this book work is the artwork is absolutely gorgeous. Mm. Um, artwork. It reminds me a lot of the artwork from uh, Arkham Asylum. If uh, you ever got a chance to read that, the Grant Morrison book. Yeah. And um, it just, you just, it, it, you just get into the vibes of the book. Um, it's also pretty funny um, and deliberately. So um, I really was, shocked that this was not being like auction like auctioned off for like maybe some sort of a movie or maybe like an anime like sort of like a motion comic or something like that because it works really really well these two are kind of born to work on a book like this and i really hope it's not the last time that we see the two of them working with this character wouldn't we call a motion comic a cartoon you motherfucker <laughs> did you ever watch did you ever watch the um astonishing x-men motion comic um i know th- but i think there wasn't there actually like a watchman motion comic there was yeah, yeah. that is a, it is a real term yeah. I, I understand yeah. that. with one guy uh, voicing literally every character including silk specter which sounds very very awkward there was a i was on like the i had access to the marvel app through a friend uh and then they canceled their subscription but we won't get into that um but i was reading it kind of like just catching up on a bunch of stuff uh, and there was a point where i was like man i wish there was like music going when i was reading it and then i was like i wish like things moved around that would be cool and then i was like wait i just created cartoons like that's you know <laughs> and i was like why don't i just just fucking read like you know i just can't i couldn't like just let it be what it was you know um but yeah who put out the blackula book it was put out by um, uh, Zelos. Uh, it's it's not a major company. Um, okay. Yeah, it was put out by uh, uh, Zelos, uh, and MGM also has their name on here. So, okay. Um, so, the, but yeah, really, really good. Oh, what's excuse me? It's um, Zombie Love Studios. That's the name of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, just to kind of note, um, if people are like keeping track. You've been canceled was put out by Mad Cave, 
and the uh i'm not i don't i'm not familiar with the kind of writers or artists on this uh kurt pyers kevin Costanero. um kurt pyers i know the name but i couldn't tell you immediately off the top of my head what else they he's done yeah but yeah just to kind of give that props especially since they're not like too big uh kind of publishing publishers <laughs> so with that so i guess with that i guess it's my turn again um yeah, my turn, and, my turn, my turn. well the black yellow one so that's like a full book yeah um yeah so it is it is a full book you um uh, you can't buy these in singles i think they did say that originally they were thinking about it but they just thought this would work way better just as one complete book kind of like what um uh uh edward baker and sean phillips did with like stuff like uh reckless and whatnot where yeah. they're like you know like, it just works it flows better as a full book uh yeah spoiler alert at the end of this uh the the two that i'll mention are actual books um so i'll give them a little room but to kind of go back to my (laughs) top five after kind of part after five i'm not really sure what order technically these are (laughs) so there's really just what i'm pulling so i'm not really saying like one's really like you've been canceled is so like wacky i feel like i gotta just put it in the five spot like it's like (laughs) it's it's enough to be considered but i it's sort of like i don't know where i'd put it so this next one though because i I think it's like could be even a number one but i just pulled it um is blue book number one oh Uh, nice yeah it's i think that almost made it onto mine and i'll tell you in a second yeah Uh, um i mean tinian stuff like he's always working like there's always something you mm -hmm. know james tinian on the market and like it's crazy because like I almost want to, and I haven't read like everything, but I'm oftentimes whenever I'm like looking through kind of like the diamond catalog book, you know, um, I'm always like, that looks cool, even if I don't get it. And every time, a lot of times when I say that looks cool, it's often Tinian, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. so <laughs> so it's like, even if I didn't read it, like he's able to kind of like do you know, like kind of recent Batman stuff, but also like make these like really interesting books that are their own thing. And a lot of the kind of comic books I like to get are ones that aren't just kind of your textbook superhero thing. I like barely get much superhero stuff. So Blue Book is fun because it's, you know, a UFO story like that's Yeah, that's what it is. Like it's it's just yeah, it is. Just it that. is a very it's a very straightforward book. Yeah. But it works really well. Um, yeah. I need to finish that because I think the final issue was set to come out if it didn't already. And um, yeah, the actually the first way I heard about this book was, of all things, it was through a mixed martial artist who I follow online named Angela Hill, who um, her grandfather is the one who is the main character of this. And she was just like, hey, like, here's a story of like my grandpa and like his supposed encounter with a UFO. I was like, holy shit. I was like, that that's you. I was like, that's like your your family. That's fucking wild. Yeah, Um, I don't think I I think I read something about it being based on something. But I also thought in my passing of it, because I just kind of took it for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was kind of how they're pitching it because I feel like that's been done before where people will be like, this is a true story. And then it's not, you know, kind of like they do yeah. that with like Amityville horror and stuff. So that's interesting if it's like based on a true account or, you know, I guess perceived true account, whatever. Um, but so I, I didn't really realize that I just 
kind of you know it's like this looks cool the art's good <laughs> Art, artwork's really pretty i love yeah. the coloring in that book it's like really bright in such an interesting way that's not like too much you know i and like you're saying like it's like pretty straightforward in like a good way because i think sometimes really all media not just comics uh they're always trying to be like so much more than just like the thing and it's like it's like an a24 vacation of like kind of media where we're like it's like this but it's like imagine if there's like turning it on its head and it's like sometimes i just want a good alien story like that's yeah that's what it is and it's it's good like you know so tinian you know blue book number one and that's on dark horse comics yes well um i'm glad you brought up blue book um which is a, a really like that almost made it to number four uh but what made it to number four uh from my list was World Tree by James Tinian. <laughs> oh, then I will. Because actually, I think I'm realizing that I am kind of, I can't count to five. And since I even said I had some extras. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say World Tree by James Tinian uh, and let you have it. You had the floor with it. But I also agree. This is cool. The thing that it makes me think of real quick is uh, this isn't a good comparison. Uh, that one you're... that one Hellraiser movie where they're in the internet. Oh, uh, um, uh, Hell World. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say I, it's because you don't see too many stories about uh, Internet horror. Uh, yeah. And the ones you do see are, quite frankly, usually pretty bad. Yeah, um, but this is a good version of Internet horror in the yeah. way that if you can imagine the movie Brain Scan uh, with mm-hmm. Edward Furlong. I mean, it's not like that story at all, but it's sort of like that felt cool. And then like yeah. Internet or, you know, kind of mm-hmm. online you know horror didn't really pan out like we thought yeah yeah Yeah. it's a it's a genuinely creepy book i mean like um and i don't know how he how uh tinian consistently churns out good books on like not just like a regular base but basis but like sometimes he'll just put out like several titles a week yeah and i'm just like how the fuck are you not getting burned out and the fact that and they're all they're usually all good and even the ones who aren't aren't as good or still like pretty solid Mm -hmm. um but it's really bizarre and um i think you'll be a little bit overwhelmed at first by the book if you pick it up and you're not really sure what it's like because it's very odd i mean basically the story is kind of exploring us the idea of this thing called like the undernet which is sort of like the like a place beyond like that of the dark web where it's like really bad um because the without spoiling much the first issue opens up with somebody almost like live streaming as they go and they kill a bunch of people in their neighborhood Mm -hmm. and i remember like picking that up and i was like oh god i was like this is this is going to be a tough one then um but not like oh, i'm gonna hate this more i'm gonna be like oh this is gonna be pretty fucking heavy um and uh I think you have to stick with it. Um, it's very original. It's pretty wild. There's only about um, two or three issues out there. I have not picked up the third because it sold out really fast uh, mm-hmm. when I was trying to buy it. Um, also, just going to say right now that that character, uh, Fear, that's going to be the new big cosplay. Um, if uh, if you know who I'm talking about, like the, it, the yeah. one who looks like the chick from Beyond Word. Yeah, it kind of made me think of kind of where the story goes in the first issue. It made me think of uh, like Life Force, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
I mean, that that's also kind of a spoiler too, but like, um, it also, you know, that, that whole scene kind of plays out almost like a Terminator kind of thing, you know? Um, and so it's kind of, even the things it's, it's, if, if it is referencing a thing, it's referencing it in such a original way. It's like, we've seen versions of this, but I don't feel like we've seen exactly the story. I don't know how Tinian does it. And also if, not that any of us technically care, but because I kind of work in a field in this way, I'd say if you are picking up comics to enjoy them, but also you like the collectability of it, you can't go wrong with Tinian in that capacity. Yeah, <laughs> Like it's stuff like I looked up like the value of the comic that I have for World Tree, and it's already getting up there, you know, yeah. so, you know, I don't technically that's not where my brain lives with this stuff, um, but <laughs> You can't go wrong with Tinian yeah. in lots of different ways. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like when I picked up the first issue of 8 Billion Genies, uh, which I never got a chance to finish, but I was really enjoying. And then I found out almost immediately after I picked it up, they're like, oh, it's being auctioned for a show on Amazon. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I talked to somebody who was a regular at my previous job and he was like do you still have it and i was like yeah of course and he was like go look up how much that's worth online right now i was like and i saw like just the first issue like not even like a a, not even one of like the like uncommon covers was going for like eight times what i paid for it now i was like i'm just picking these up to read them man (laughs) i'm just picking these up to enjoy them they're books i mean and i i want to pick up a book to buy and read it and enjoy it but, yeah, when I kind of saw that value, though, I was like, oh, I should probably put this back in the bag and board like and it's it's because it's <laughs> like it's not that old and it's already like, you know, all the yeah, Tinian they, stuff goes up. So I'm like, yeah, I, I'm like, I will try and keep it in the, you know, so so if also if anyone's kind of listening to this and they have any sort of good way to read comics online, please hit me to it. Uh, I know there are specific apps for it. I guess I'm asking two things. I'm asking what apps do people recommend? And also what kind of uh, not sanctioned places can I also read these online? <laughs> I'm asking two questions because sometimes I don't really want to touch my comics um, for those actual reasons, but also, you know, but yeah, that's what I'm asking to the person listening. So, yeah, yeah, I actually do not encourage people to uh, Google read comics online because you're probably going to get a bunch of spam sites with like malware and shit. Um, yeah. Not speaking from experience, but maybe I am. They're they're, uh, they're often pretty. Uh, I, I tried to read some of the X-Men Apocalypse stuff that way. And it was like mm. it was like pop up city. And I was like lucky to have, uh, you know, like an, you know, Apple laptop, you know. <laughs> So, you yeah. know, that so I didn't get like viral. It looked really sketched in the way that I understand exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So, yeah. So that's my number four. Um, what was your number three? Uh, my number three is so this is from Black Mask. Uh, and they did a mm. so, okay. So I had to actually Kickstarter this. I had to do a Kickstarter to get this comic. There might be a version of it that you don't mm. have to, but it's called Don't Avert Your Eyes. And it's a continuation, sort of, of the story. There's nothing there, and uh, that was done by Patrick Kenlin and Maria. Oh, Yo- of course. Yovet. I'm not sure if how you pronounce her last name, but it's L L O V E T. So they did the original series, uh, and this was like a Kickstarter kind of. Uh, this was a Kickstarter comic for this, and so it kind of is like a eyes wide shut type tale. 
it, it looks uh steamy yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah so you could there's even like different versions you people could uh could kickstarter where there's like kind of more lewd covers and things that come with it um but i but i also the thing that really sold me on it i mean i like black mask stuff and i really um also kind of spoiler i do like uh patrick kenland's comics a lot so you'll hear more about that in a little bit um mm -hmm. but it was it was sold as like a 80s and 90s like kind of uh erotic thriller <laughs> and I, I i i like those type of movies you know so i was like sold and i you know i don't yeah. often kickstart the only other comic that i've kickstarted is another patrick kinlan comic nice. so uh, but i haven't gotten that one yet and i kickstarted it like last year but but we'll let that we'll let that go uh, <laughs> i'll get it when i get it um so but i you know i it's it's kind of exactly what it is like it's uh it's trying to be like steamy in the sense of like uh well like slivers or uh you know uh any of those <laughs> things like hand the rocks of cradle any of those kind of stories that you watched on like you know hbo too late at night when you were too young you know but the ones that had like <laughs> one of the baldwin brothers in it and kind of things it is that <laughs> you know there's a crime element you know eyes wide shut is the kind of more respectable version of that yeah and it is that um but yeah it's it's kind of neat to kind of get it's kind of more what I'm really paying attention to is these moments when collect when when writers comic when the industry kind of goes and you can support people directly. Uh, I think it's really kind of fun um, that everything doesn't have to go through. This kind of came out through Black Mask, but I think Black Mask is really kind of acts as a distributor for it, like in a sense. Um, but seeing creators kind of like people just be able to like subscribe to their newsletters and just kind of get a comic directly to that and they don't really have to play within the you know kind of marvel dc system because i've seen yeah. even some people that have done stuff for like image and they kind of feel like they're getting kind of swept up by the marvel dc system because they feel like they have to you know and so kind of seeing people that feel kind of resistant to it and they mm -hmm. stay kind of like playing within like black mask or image is a big one but they're still like pretty independent um is just an exciting thing to watch yeah i would say image is arguably the number three comic publisher in the world um yeah. i would have said it was dark horse at one point but i'm like i think they've surpassed dark horse at this point yeah i i don't i i mean i don't feel like the hold that it felt like uh dark horse had in like the 80s kind of like early 90s is really the same anymore but i think it's kind of because i feel like they kind of lost some of those properties with uh with marvel buying everything you yeah, know with them, they, with them yeah. losing alien and predator i was like that's that was a huge yeah. that was a huge blow to their most of their catalog <laughs> yeah and i'm still getting like every issue of like alien and predator when they come out but they are not dark horse like that yeah. that era they're they were just basically like they feel like this is kind of why I stay away from like Marvel and DC, even more so Marvel nowadays, uh, is they feel like they're just kind of mining these ideas for like future content. And so sometimes the art feels like a forethought on a lot of the Marvel stuff, especially yeah. when you get into like your Spider-Mans and things like that, because I pick up like a couple of them, but it, nothing really kind of like 
blows my hair back, I guess is the phrase. Like it doesn't really excite me. It just kind of feels sometimes I'm like, I think that's AI art is what it looks like. <laughs> so all the stuff I've mentioned so far, I mean, like everything I'm going to mention feels like a specific choice. And uh, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I will say right now that um, I, first off, are you speaking of predator? Um, are you actually kind of excited for Predator Wolverine? <laughs> I, I, I did am. pick that up. I was actually, <laughs> yeah. I was super excited about that. Cause I was like, I mean, like I said, I'll pick up like everything Predator, but it just kind of goes directly in the box. And a lot of times I don't even read it. Like <laughs> since I, so I said, I mean, I get like a perk of the job. So I kind of get more comics than, you know, but there's yeah. some that I'm like, oh, I actually do want to pay attention to what yeah. that is. That was one that I was like, I had to tell the guy that orders it. I'm like, please make sure I get that or I will be going to my, you know, my comic I'll be shop. going to my lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I'll be going to my lawyer and you will get sued for that. Because yeah. that one seems very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. If it might be, it might look like AI I, art, but I just want to own it. I don't, I, I don't even really know if I care about it being dog shit because I'm like, fucking give it to me. Just um, that cover alone. Like, yeah, well, just... well both, all the covers look pretty rad. Yeah, um, Like, I, I really like the one with the... Uh, the incredible Hulk homage of the predator actually having, yes. yeah, like that's, that's the one I'll probably pick up. Um, so because, like uh Hulk one eighty one or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Cause I was going to say, uh, Benjamin Percy's doing a signing up here, I think for, um, uh, the release of that. So did he, he worked on that? Uh, I think he's actually the writer for it. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, cool. 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 Yeah. Um, but yeah. anyway, that's your number three. Yeah. Um, so my number three, um, is a DC book, but it's a DC black label book. And it is so I'll preface this by saying this is gonna your enjoyment of this book will be entirely dependent on how you feel about a show that it is clearly tied with. Um and it's written very similarly to that. And that is Peacemaker Tries Hard. Hmm. Um so this is written by uh, a lot of the cr same crew that worked on I Hate This Place. Okay. And yeah, it's genuinely very, very funny. It's deliberately silly. It's written and kind of even feels like something from the HBO show. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also got like a little bit of heart to it. Um, the plot of this one is basically that uh, Peacemaker is more or less kind of uh, forced against his will to work for a like a pretty B-list Mar uh, Marvel, good Lord, <laughs> B-list uh, DC villain named The Brain. Okay. And uh, and his assistant, Monsieur Mala, which is like this hyper-intelligent gorilla who is not Gorilla Grodd, but is fluent in multiple languages and has like a beret and like a, like a, almost has like bullet belts. It's ridiculous looking. But they tell him like, we need you to go and help us extract the dna from somebody to help give the brain a new body and he's like all right well uh you know or why should i help you then and they tell him well you know if you don't help us then monsieur mala here will eat your dog and uh yeah. he's like oh fuck all right well what do you want me to go after and they say we want you to go after deathstroke wow. and so he's like well i'll try but i mean that guy's he's way way better at this than i am and um Artwork's very fun. It's just in general a very, it's a very entertaining, very stupid book, but it's mm. very very fun. Um, 
it's it's not just a good like stop gap between while you wait for you know season two of the show if that ever comes out um honestly it doesn't it doesn't really tie into that but again it feels very similar to that has a lot of the same characters has that same sort of very quippy very fast like sense sense of humor um a scene where like literally after shooting up a bunch of like terrorists you know he stops for a second and sees one of them's kidnapped like a little french bulldog he's like oh my god that's the cutest fucking dog i've ever seen in my life you know (laughs) he's like can i take that with me and they're like sure and uh it's it it was one of those books that just put a big dumb smile on my face and i love all of the uh covers that have been coming out for this because a lot of the variant covers look like old movie posters uh, including this one here, which I feel like is an homage to like Lethal Weapon or something like that. I don't know if you could see too well or not. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested to pick that up. I think um, so. Usually, I don't tend to get a lot of new DC stuff, kind of for two two different reasons. One, I don't, I often don't think that I want any of it. Two, I get everything through Diamond, and they don't mm-hmm. carry DC, so oh, DC is okay. all carried through Lunar now which I'm almost trying to convince uh, my job to switch to Lunar or whoever <laughs> else because Lunar, I think, is now doing Image because Image uh, oh, set it up cool. where they're just getting distributed by both. Um, they have a non-exclusive thing. Uh, but what's been interesting, this is really inside baseball, and any of the kind of diamond <laughs> ordering books, they used to be in the very front. And they now now the very front is boom of the diamond book i think because out of retaliation of them not being only exclusive to them they didn't give them like the front anymore which i think is like such a fun little like well it seems kind of petty uh but but i do end up missing little things like that with dc uh that you know because i think what is interesting about dc they will take a little bit more chances because I feel like not as many people read it. Um, you know, if it's if it's Batman, they read it. But anything else with DC, so I feel like those other titles with DC can be interesting. I picked up some at like local comic shops because they do feel like they are taking swings on things because they kind of have more to build. You know, yeah. Marvel just kind of is like this works. Yeah, I also feel like they have stronger creative teams working on them. To be honest. Um, I mean, like getting like someone like Rom V, uh, like they got um Josh Williamson working on a bunch of stuff right now, and I think yeah. he's very good. Um, you may see him pop up later on the list. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg is working on a lot of mm-hmm. DC stuff, yeah. Um, in general, uh, Mark Wade's been writing um a uh Batman Superman book for a while that I need to really get back into because I've enjoyed reading pretty much everything that was coming out from that run and i just kind of fell behind yeah um but yeah so that's peacemaker tries hard it's uh it does not have to try you too hard to be entertaining yeah uh, I, I i i'm interested in it because you said the uh, i mean i like peacemaker as a character i like that show but being that it's the people from i hate this place like i, I that run was really great so i'm yeah. i'm very intrigued to check that out even even if just because of that yeah, I, I think you'd like it. I mean, I <laughs> now I'm just trying to think about like I'm thinking about little random bits here and there and there that I was like, OK, that actually did make me like crack a big dumb smile, which sometimes that's all I want is I just want to enter be entertained. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all it needs sometimes. 
Um, I had a lot of fun with uh, this comic. It's another image issue. Most of the stuff I end up liking is image, uh, but weird work. I, I think I heard a little bit about that, but I don't remember much about it. It's kind of, I mean, it's like a noir-esque type thing, but the the it's very colorful. And the world in which it exists in is, is I read somewhere someone describing it like Futurama um, in that just like the oh. kind of crazy kind of world that it is in. I don't really think it's, I wouldn't really say it's like, it's not futuristic. It's like, they're all just creatures. Like these, mm -hmm. the two on the cover are like the most kind of humanoid, but even in like the pile of people that they're on, there's like, there, there'll be just, it's almost but it also also feels like because of the noir aspect, it's like uh, noir mixed with Futurama mixed with Dick Tracy in a way. Um, and that combo, yeah. Huh. And because it's like there's like a character that just has like a square head, and mm -hmm. so it kind of makes me think of like that. Kind of made me think of like Dick Tracy type stuff where it's like, but it's definitely not. It's not set in like our world. It's not trying to be like we're aliens. That's just the world it exists in. And it just oh, kind of cool. plays it all like these are just the characters in that world, like just a crime kind of story that's playing out that way. Yeah. Nice. So. Yeah. I, I remember hearing a little bit about this book on one of the YouTube channels I follow. Um, pop culture philosophers uh, are they talked about that. Um, they also talked about um, uh, you've been canceled. They were the ones who said, like, this is not what you think it is. It's actually very, very entertaining. Yeah, I um, wonder with like the kind of colors of it and everything. I mean, maybe a gun, which very, has, yeah, you know, very very pretty look. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's done by Jordan Thomas and Shaky Kane. Yeah. I cannot say I've heard of either. I don't. I've not heard of either either. But I I'm not. I don't tend to be like very good at like identifying that as much. Um, but I didn't hear about them. Um, I you know I just kind of I think with looking once again looking through that book I was just like colorful cover they have guns i will now, pick it up is shaky cane related to sutter cane yes it's, it's definitely now that i'm I'm glad that you figured out that's how last names work so <laughs> yes. i think we're, we're at least closer to it uh yeah so so yeah i'm gonna give you that one well i had to throw a horror reference in there uh because my number two is a horror book uh that is put out by nightfall which is a company that i not really familiar with, but it's an imprint, I guess, of Vault Comics. Okay. And uh, that is The Nasty. Um, mm. This book is kind of a little bit of everything that I like. I mean, it's another, I've got two hard books on here. Fucking shocker, I know. Um, but it's anybody who uh, was like a curious teenager who was always like trying to seek out like the most like wild out there weird shit you could like find you know whether you were looking for you're like okay i've seen you know uh texas chainsaw massacre friday the 13th whatever like but then you would find start finding like the video yeah. like this is named after the video nasties mm -hmm. like if so for those who are listening and not familiar with that is that was a list of uh movies that were banned by uk censors a uh, long long list of titles there that were nearly impossible to find for many many years some i think are still banned i think um, evil dead was like on the list yeah which it is was, it's yeah, yeah like, stuff that i mean don't seem i understand that they were crazy at the time but 
stuff that's you know it's like stuff that i feel like i've seen forever you know have been kind of on these lists so kind of yeah. things you wouldn't expect to have kind of made it but also things that make a lot of yeah. sense that yeah. they're on that you know yeah well um the book here is basically about a uh kid who is nicknamed thumper who uh was the type of kid who would stay up at late at night watching all these crazy movies and convince his mom to like be like hey can you take me to the video store i'm gonna go find out this new stuff and he creates an imaginary friend uh who is modeled after the killer in this one slasher film um and the the killer doesn't do anything other than just kind of hang around he's kind of like a just like a giant lummox who i guess he only talks to but that's not the main purpose of the book the main story of the book is about he and his friends one day decide, well, they manage to get a hold of what is called like the most infamous horrible horror movie ever made. Like the one that like has only been shown like once or twice. It's kind of like that mm. uh, short cigarette burns. If you ever saw that yeah. Uh, yeah, from John Carpenter, they said this has only been shown once and like nobody even knows what this movie looks like. They just know that it exists and that's all. And one of his friends manages to get a hold of it and say, we're going to host a big horror movie night to keep our video store alive. And we're going to show a screening of this movie. And they're like, but well, we want to test this out first, make sure it's the real deal. See, you know, we're not getting scammed like that. They put the tape in, it starts playing and the VHS player eats the tape. Mm. And they're just like, Oh fuck. Like we went through all this trouble to, you know, get this thing. And now we're fucked. So, but they say, well, you know what? Why don't we just, why don't we just try to make the movie? They're like, no one knows what this thing looks like. And they just, you know, there's way like shittier horror movies out there made with like less budget mm -hmm. than we have. Um, yeah. They're like, why like can't we just do it? Like Microwave Massacre. Microwave uh, Massacre, like the Abomination, just like mm -hmm. really like horrible stuff. And they're like, well, we have connections. We can get this made. Like, let's go to like, you know, we can go to like the art school kids. Let me know. We can like talk to like all these people and just get this thing done. And it is, things get to be a little bit more weird though, when like one day it seems like the sort of like invisible, like imaginary friend of the main character seemingly starts actually causing havoc because before he's been docile pretty much his whole life, but something happens one day where he almost, if I remember correctly, I think he almost gets hit by a car and the imaginary friend picks up like a tree and throws it at the car. And he's like, wait, how the, how the fuck did you do that? Like, you know, what, what just happened? So that kind of adds a little bit of a strange element to it. That makes you think like, is, how is this going to impact how this plays out? Like, is this thing being manifested? Is it real? And it is exceptionally weird. Um, it, mm -hmm. I'm probably not doing it as nearly good of a job describing it as I'd like, but uh, it is, I think, one of the best hidden gems of 2023 so far. Um, there are about three issues out right now. I have not been able to pick up the third yet because, like World Tree, it went it went in and out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but this book is super entertaining. Uh, mm -hmm. It is also very decidedly British. Uh, okay. hence, the, hence the very like that had the title the nasty video nasty um i'm never gonna do that accent again yeah that was so um, strange yeah that sounded like i was gonna let us just get past it yeah now keep that in um <laughs> okay. i'm not <laughs> I anything. That. um but 
I, it's a great love letter to like the weird and the obscure and like just people who love horror and want to protect it as much as they can while also appreciating it. And also we're being kind of a little bit secretly terrified of it themselves, whether they think they're scared or not. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that sounds interesting. I want to check it out. Yeah. Um, I, I, guess... I would say that if you can't find the issues of this, um, because like I said, it is apparently been going pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You can probably wait for a trade to come out, which I imagine will probably come out by the end of the year. Oh, okay. I'll keep an eye on that. Well, all right. So my, I guess we're so, at number ones, right? Yeah. Do you want to do a couple honorable mentions before we go to number yeah, one? Yeah. Um, so yeah. So honorable mention that isn't new. So I'll just kind of get them. I basically just kind of always wanted to get it for cheap. It's not hard to get. Um, but it, I mean, it's pretty like simple kind of thing, but I mainly just like wanted to get this because I just, uh, Hatton, but I picked up death of Superman and world without a Superman, the trade oh, books nice. uh, for $3 each at a convention that I was working. Fucking um, a, that's cool. So, yeah. So it's, it kind of always something that's like, you know, it was heavily marketed when we were kids. Um, just kind of was like, Oh, I should pick that up. Cause that's like, you know, nostalgia, nostalgia reasons, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Like, uh, you know, I, I dug it kind of more than I kind of expected. And I really just kind of got it because I was just like, I just want that. Uh, but I, I liked it. I'm still kind of working through world without a Superman, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it was kind of fun and brought me back to that kind of like early age of not being like that discerning and just kind of like, Oh, I want that because guy flies around kind of thing. Uh, really good. Yeah. And then to the kind of honorable mention that are new things. So uh, I kind of mentioned Patrick Kenlon. He has a new book called uh, Stringer and it is like a full book. So this is, it kind of came out as the book. There will be no continuation unless he just chooses to at another time. But it's uh, Patrick Kenlon with Paul Tucker and Wallace Ryan. And it's about a tennis. It's set in 1983. And it's in the world of tennis, and he, uh, the guy is a stringer, so he kind of re-strings the rackets for tennis pros, but he, through the kind of bags and stuff that he carries around, he's just muling a bunch of drugs around, like, Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the storyline uh, of it, and he, you know, kind of gets in over his head with bigger drug dealers and things, because he's just kind of, like, running drugs for tennis pros really but he gets like he has to start muling them for like big cartels and stuff like that so he kind of gets way over his head how many tennis pros are into drugs oh i may i mean i could see especially in 1983 i I think um the book kind of really focuses on coke (laughs) so i assume that that was a big thing especially with kind of like a high performance kind of thing uh and i feel like the 80s were kind of tennis's uh heyday until you know the 2000s but you know i know nothing about tennis um but it was a it's a very fun book uh crime anything kind of crime it feels really uh brubaker um Hmm. that's i feel like it's it's kenlin's uh take on brubaker stuff and so it's like in that regard which kind of brings me to my next honorable mention i'll just get through (laughs) mine real quick is uh i actually haven't read it but i just know i'm gonna like it is night fever by yeah. ed brubaker and sean phillips i, I have going never to been let soon. down by brubaker so i'm just gonna say it's uh it's an honorable mention yeah i have my copy waiting at the uh barnes and noble in uh, rockville that 
I have not been able to make my way over there because, you know, no license. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I pre-ordered it a while ago and uh, then it finally got an email saying your copy of Night Fever has come in. I was like, yay, fuck. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna have to wait. Yeah, because this was the year I finally just got off my ass and I was like, I picked up all these different books from that creative team that I'd never read and they were just sitting on my shelf and I was like, dude, just pick them up and start. And I was like, I I get it. They're fucking yeah. fantastic. Yeah, um, they they all could be made into um well, if they're done, I guess halfway directed mm-hmm. well. They could yeah. <laughs> every Brubaker movie or crime story could be made into a movie or a show and be awesome. Like it's yeah. just you wouldn't even have to change like anything. It's just already awesome. Right. Well, I guess I'll try to run through my honorable mentions pretty quick because I know we're coming up uh, on an on at least like an hour. Um, honorable mentions real quick for me. Um, one is something that started early last year and finally finished up this year after only three issues because of an incredible amount of delays. That was uh, Swamp Thing Green Hell by Jeff Lemire. Mm. Um, great DC Black Label book. Beautiful, horrific artwork. A tale of Swamp Thing basically having to fight against the earth, a what's left of a ravaged Earth. Um, basically, the in that book, the world has been essentially annihilated and the spirit of the earth, the green, you know, that which kind of keeps the plant life alive, uh, works in conjunction then with the other uh, elements that are keep that are basically keeping the world alive and say, you know what, humanity's kind of fucked up enough. Like, let's just kill all the rest of them and let's create like a new avatar, a new swamping avatar and just kill the rest of them and just start over. Um, and it comes up to an older John Constantine to bring the original Swamp Thing back to life and say, we're going to need you to fight against the green now and to fight. And I know like you were living in a very peaceful, happy life, but like, we need you right now. And he says, okay, well, I got to let you know, like, I don't have my, my, my powers anymore. I don't have, like, if I die, I'm dying. I'm not coming back. And Mm -hmm. it's a really, really great book. It only lasted three issues. Um, because with Jeff Lemire, he left uh, DC and Marvel. Like he was like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do my own thing. So I think that might have been the reason why it took so long to come out. Because the first issue came out in like February 2022, uh-huh. and issue number two and three came out at the beginning of this year, hmm. which is an incredibly long wait. And like none of my and nobody at the LCS I go to knew what the hell was happening. Like I was like, where's Swamp Thing Green Hell? They're like, I don't fucking know. And uh, but anyway, cool book. Um, also in the world of, but in the world of Marvel, I have two honorable mentions I'd like to talk about. Um, Exterminators by Leah Williams. Very stupid book, but very entertaining book. That is a uh, female-centric offshoot uh, X-Men title. You mm-hmm. don't need to read any of the X-Men stuff to really know what the hell, to enjoy the book. It's just kind of a uh, girl, girl power book uh, with Boom Boom, Jubilee, x23 and dazzler mm-hmm. and it is it is it, it it admits that it is a stupid book but it is super fun um only lasted about five issues but i think that was that was deliberate it was supposed to be only like a little limited run um another one i'm going to talk about real quick um is mosley from um oh god what's his name um rob guillory 
who mm-hmm. uh, worked on Chew and Farmhand. Great sort of like post-apocalyptic, almost like Moses-esque story um, about a guy basically kind of freeing people left from like the sh- from the shackles and hold of technology. Um, really cool book. Again, a very underrated one. It came out from Boom Studios. Um, and then... Uh, for an older book, one that I finally started, I'm going to start reading actually probably this week. I ordered my first omnibus. I had never bought one of those giant oversized omnibuses until now. Yeah. And I bought Grant Morrison's entire new X-Men run. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah, they just reprinted it. And I was like, everyone's told me, like, you got to read it. It's fucking great. It's exceptionally strange. But that's that's Grant Morrison for you. They are a uh, known for having very odd taste uh but i'm gonna start that soon i'm pretty stoked on it yeah did you actually you actually got that in uh yeah that actually i ordered that um on the like fourth of july and it came in on saturday oh wow that's cool yeah yeah Th- shout out to third eye comics their uh shipping is very fast i also ordered um peacemaker and a couple other things as well that got here like very quickly so they oh, are yeah, yeah very fast, very well tightly packed. So yeah. Anyways, enough of the honorable mentions. Let's talk about our number ones. <laughs> well, I guess I'll do my number one. Um, so actually just kind of like just dug into the series and there's a couple issues out, but I but I uh, right away I was like, this is my number one. But but also like I said, <laughs> I think I could probably swap them around and say the exact same thing and actually mean it. But I do like this comic. You love a lot. all your children equally. I I love them all equally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but local man, uh, this is local man. Ah uh, yes, yeah. great book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, one of the things that really hits on like a nostalgia thing for me, um, I'm not gonna pull it out, but like the reverse i I know what it looks like i own the first uh two issues i I need to get back into it because i just kind of (laughs) forgot yeah the reverse kind of does it does the flip over comic thing which was kind of big in the 90s and then you're kind of getting it's actually a really cool way to tell the story because it's it's the flashbacks of like you know fills everything out yeah and so uh i'm kind of blanking on what the the character's name is but it's like uh something jack or something Um, oh um I was gonna say simple Jack, and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's almost like Captain Jack, but uh, that's not right either. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, it's a really cool comic. It's like the so the superhero moves back home uh, to a small town, and then he's not Cross Jack. Oh, Cross Jack. Okay, thank you for looking that up. Uh, Which is but, such a '90s name. <laughs> yeah, and the, what's fun about kind of that other side, it's like it's that like i said this is an image comic but there was that image kind of era because like life field and you know whatnot was like working on it so many of the characters look like versions of cable you know there's like the one guy (laughs) it's like they all just kind of look like versions of that that time frame which was like really big and like really where my mind goes with like that's what i remember with superheroes um so they look like they all tried out for young blood but that's yes. kind of the joke. So yeah, that is kind of the joke. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it feels like it feels like young blood. Um, uh, but but it also has like correct proportions, you know, unlike a lot of those early things. But I, that I loved as a kid. Um, but this kind of feels a little bit more tied to like, I mean, as much as one could say reality with uh with comics, especially with uh, superheroes. But this is, it makes me think of uh the DC comic, um, not really in its story, but it's like a superhero in a rural kind of or rural or small city kind of thing. This is actually mm-hmm. more rural, 
but wild dog um the dc thing uh, mm-hmm. that's almost like punisher in like iowa city <laughs> you know so this is like like cross jack is like the superhero of that but he's also not really allowed to be cross jack because he's like you know owned by that company which also gets into like the boys kind of thing but it's he got like season he gets i think like cease and desist papers if i remember correctly yeah he gets cease and desist i was like i was just like wow what the fuck <laughs> reading because that. he like uses a they said you can't use a shield and but he was using a garbage can and they're like a garbage can isn't a shield and they're like am i allowed to even rescue cats and the contract says that he can um so it's you know it's it's pretty funny um but it, yeah. it also is kind of like neat to kind of play on the kind of like home stuff is really good it's like a guy just going home and like living in his parents basement mm-hmm. so it's like it is well written for even as much as it knows like kind of how silly it is and i really liked uh the previous thing the guy worked on stray dogs is like mm-hmm. really good and that's like what yeah. he previously worked on sealy that was uh, my number one i think of 2021 if i'm not mistaken yeah i believe so i mean and that was that was like a i yeah i either agreed with you or i picked it up after i can't remember but i was like i agree <laughs> with it. it's good uh stray dogs is really great and yeah i feel like he's somebody that's like if i know it's the guy from stray dogs then i'm probably yeah. gonna pick it up going forward yeah. so i i really enjoy it yeah plus i really like tim seeley too and i know he also worked on this book um and he worked on tons of stuff uh revival uh hack slash which is a little dated but still probably forever my jam yeah yeah, and also kind of keeping with the stray dogs thing, um, local man has a a dog character in it um, that you know kind of it plays a part uh, in it too. So I think Pepper is the dog's name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a little far behind on the local man, unfortunately. Um, I only own the first two issues, but I loved both of them. Uh, I'm probably gonna wait for that to come out in trade. Yeah. Um, I think they said the first arc is wrapped up right now um, i think so yeah i think i'm on but, like yeah. five or whatever yeah at. yeah and but i, so, I kind of like yeah. pulled it out of the box and really was like i think you know and so right when i kind of was going through and then i read the first issue like right away i was like i know this is on my list so right. so you're gonna be really shocked by not my number one um i didn't expect to have this up high but i was when i was tooling around at work um with earlier on like going like what do i put at number one what do i put it like number like then i was like you know what i've really enjoyed every issue of this that i read so far and i can't believe i'm putting this at number one i don't know if you'd be able to see what this is or make out what this is is that i mean it almost like before you tell me it, it almost looks like it's like a buffy comic it is not <laughs> it's superman oh okay okay yeah um if I mean, a Superman book as my number one read of the year so far, I even was like, I had to take a step back and I was hmm. like, this seems weird. Like, yeah. I mean, because I don't like dislike Superman, but it's one of those characters that I'm like, you have to, you have to write him, you know, well, because he is Superman. Um, yeah. But uh, enter Joshua Williamson who has been uh, writing this since the uh, new like Dawn of DC or whatever bullshit, um, which I I don't follow any like the big events that are going on because I'm like, I just don't really care. Um, you mean with like the film stuff um, that's kind of going on with everything? Um, or do you mean comic wise or kind of both? 
Um, a little bit of both. Okay. But um, in particular, though, like DC had some big, like ridiculous cross for a while back, like Dark Crisis on multiple Earths, the X4, the return, or some shit. Um, but you can pick this up without knowing anything about that stuff. And you just know the book opens up with Superman being Superman, Lex Luthor is in jail for just probably being a douchebag. And the book starts off with him getting approached by uh, Mercy Graves. Um, one thing I really like about this book is that it feels like you could really enjoy it, especially if you're a fan of the 90s animated series. Okay. And he gets approached by Mercy Graves, who says, like, you know, we have something to show you. Like, Lex is in jail, but he's giving you this whole thing now called Supercore. It's mm-hmm. like this new giant, like, company that you know, we'll provide you with all the backup you need and everything you need for technology. We're here to help save the, we're here to help you save the world. And he was like, I call bullshit. I know exactly the way that Lex thinks he's planning something. He's going to do something really rotten. And, you know, I'm just waiting, I'm biding my time. And, but Lex Luthor now has sort of like a, has some sort of like a headlink com with him. It says like, look, I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to scam you. I'm not trying to pull any bullshit here. Like, does it would you be shocked to learn that i actually do care about the city and that i am willing to do what's right to protect it he's like do you think you're the first person who ever tried to protect protect metropolis yeah and which i was like that's a good point um but what this leads to is some very interesting sort of reluctant alliance with lex luthor even with the entire time he's like i'm just waiting He's like, I know something's going to happen. And even you were kind of like, you're on his side. You're like, some some bullshit's going to happen. But by the time we get to the fifth issue, even you're kind of like, oh, man, maybe there's no like weird, like ill intention here at all. Because mm-hmm. he, the first two villains he encounters in this are the Parasite, who I've always really liked as a, a villain. I always thought it was a really cool idea. Um, and then Silver Banshee, who... Uh, somebody I completely forgot was a character, kind of like a, I want to say like an evil version of Black Canary. That sounds kind of cliched. Um, but uh, the cool thing about the Parasite arc, which is the main reason it's really why this is up so high, is that it is straight up out of a horror movie. Um, the Parasite, whose whole thing is that he can basically suck your life force through con- through uh, just hand contact. He's like Rogue, except he doesn't absorb your powers. He just absorbs your life essence. But now uh, he can self-replicate. And so you have a whole city now being presumably run and just over overran by like clones of the parasite that is infecting and killing everything in sight. And mm-hmm. he's like, I and Superman's strong, but he's like, I can't even stop this. He's like, and plus they're infecting people that he knows and he loves. Like that cover I showed you, that's uh, an infected Lois Lane. and uh with like is that like a variant cover yeah and i picked it up because i was like that looks cool yeah and uh i was like i don't know how much this is worth but i was like i think that looks really creepy and uh, yeah i was was wondering if the uh i was wondering what the art was like otherwise does the uh does the variant cover art kind of like match the art inside i mean usually it's like Um, someone else kind of doing the art inside is still pretty solid it's a little more cartoony inside yeah. But um I was just kind of kinda looking up some of it and I like kind of how classic it feels. Like it it, it, it feels kind of feel... more tight, like I was saying, like Death of Superman, like 
you know, with that, with it being, you know, Simmons and, you know, kind of having a hand in it, it feels, you know, because this was nineties, like it feels like very classic, like Superman. And even the stuff I was just kind of looking up with, you know, the Joshua Williamson run that we're talking about, it feels like it's really just trying to like pay respects it to does. It's, that kind it's, of thing. And it's a I, very, I like that. It's a very respectful, like just solid love letter to Superman while also making him still very relatable and making you like not go like oh you know whatever mother whatever motherfucker you know you're superman you've got all these powers big whoop and i'm like he he's not perfect at all like and he you know you know spoiler alert he gets infected at one point on and you're just kind of like well there's your your body your physiology does not have you know the capability of fighting off something like this so what the fuck are you gonna do um and it's really good. And so the first arc is the main reason I put it on here. The second one, which was way too short, was about Silver Banshee and uh, sort of a her reluctant uh, switch back over to being a villain. Because it's kind of like she was sort of like re- she was sort of like almost like rehabilit- really rehabilitated, apparently, from what I understand. And she is forced into back back into being a villain by something which may or may not actually have given the parasite the ability to self-replicate mm-hmm. and i will say the only thing about this book that i that i'm disappointed by but i'm not surprised by is that the way that issue five ends it tells you this will be continued in about a couple of months but for now here comes dc's next big event dc night terrors i'm like fuck it's just like so i have to wait but oh i will be willing to give night terrors a try because it's also written by joshua williamson yeah and i wonder if something that happens in night terrors kind of leads in back into that i would assume uh with yeah probably why they're doing that but yeah but i guess like in regards to the um the kind of james gunn of it all um i i think i being the (laughs) The way of the gun being that like he's done such a good job with kind of i was really into that new suicide squad uh movie i thought was really good the peacemaker show is good um his guardians of the galaxy stuff is good um i think it's like it's not it's like not his fault that that became the default kind of mode for how marvel decided to like kind of tell stories and then we got kind of ramped up versions with like the thor kind of sequels which yeah won't well, the one was good and then the other was what it was but uh um, i still but, haven't seen love and thunder i just heard all, yeah. overwhelmingly bad things <laughs> but i i think i'm like uh i'm like optimistic about james gunn doing uh dc because i really just like the strength of peacemaker and suicide squad um so i think that i think that if they really break down superman as like kind of heartfelt kind of thing like really get back to like the christopher reeve but like also just try and have maybe some of the fun of like a james gunn kind of thing we could we could see something really interesting superman is such like a hard thing to tackle but i think you have to tackle it like evil Superman only gets you so far. Like it's like, yeah, I, honestly, I, I'm kind of yeah. tired of that. Like, I mean, yeah. like I was like, they, they, they kind of top themselves with like the boys and like, uh, invincible, uh, irredeemable by Mark Wade. It's like, those were all exceptional stories, but I'm really glad that they didn't like so far. They haven't gone and done anything like that. Yeah. Like the even um you know Brightburn was fun um yeah, with sorry. that so it's like you can't 
you can't do that and also that's not really like superman like that like i was kind of saying i just kind of want things to get back to like i know we'll have these things that kind of deconstruct the idea of like super superhero or comics and all that stuff but it's like i really want someone to just nail a genuine superman movie you know and not one and superman returns was 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 really not that bad but it's like it almost feels like that king kong sequel where it's sort of like feels so stylized that it's like it doesn't feel living and breathing now kind of thing what king song what king kong sequel was that the peter jackson one that was like set oh in like oh yeah yeah or like 30s the, i guess yeah the big remake or yeah but it's one. just kind of like it starts feeling too stylized because it's like oh this only makes sense if it's in the like 1930s and i feel like superman returns was like in a i think that's like the 2005 or whatever year that came out yeah 2006 I, yeah it just feels it starts kind of feeling too hokey because it's like people kind of you know talky kind of vibe to it um which i i think it's like no it's like i know it's uh, superman's hard to nail because it's kind of cheesy but if you really like just embrace that of it i think i i mean i mean i'm optimistic about uh that this new era but it's gonna be hard to kind of like wash the stink off the old era (laughs) to get to the (laughs) new one yeah, I, I'm optimistic solely because of what he was naming as the main influences for uh, these projects, including uh, Grant Morrison's All-Star yeah. Superman uh, and Tom King's uh, Supergirl, which I still have not read, but heard is really good, too. I've heard that, too. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, that was one thing that also went out of print like pretty quickly, and then they finally re-released it. So I was like, cool, that's a... Another thing to add to my Amazon wish list, which I will put a link up in the description of this when it comes out. So short center yeah. listeners, if you love us, please buy me things. What's really funny before it truly we're truly done is like, I would not have expected us to talk about fucking Superman this much. And <laughs> an episode like I'm like, I'm not technically a fan, but I am a fan when it's done right. Like I love seeing Superman done right. But it does. It's like I get that it just feels like the default superhero for like people that just like, you know, it's a guy with a Superman shirt on. But it's like there's something about that. If you can nail that classic thing, it's like such a hard thing to do, you know, uh, but when you do. But once again, I'm adding more time on this podcast where I'm talking about Superman. Um, (laughs) So with that, I guess I'm saying goodbye and you can say whatever, Ryan. Yeah, we're going up, up, and away with this podcast right now. (laughs) 